Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my College Football Breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 FBS college football programs. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the West Virginia Mountaineers, who last year went 5-7, and 3-6 and six in the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia took a dip defensively last year uh, that had a lot to do with a, losing a ton of pieces um, to the transfer portal unfortunately for their case but for years prior they were they were one of the top defenses in the big 12 and last year took a big dip and brought in a healthy amount of transfers this offseason to really help build that up and of course since uh Neil Brown has been the head coach. The offense has not been up to par, and it's had a lot to do with different quarterbacks, different transfer QBs and the like, just not working out. Um, But this is a team that can really lean on the running game this season. They ran for over 2,000 yards as a unit last year. They lose one of their backs to a conference foe, uh, but nonetheless still some really, really talented pieces there. And, um, of course, the quarterback situation will be interesting to see play out. Uh, but diving into the breakdown now, we uh, with West Virginia, they play at Milan Pusker Stadium, uh, which is Mount, Mountaineer Field at Milan Pusker Stadium, which is a, in one of the most beautiful scenic areas in the country in Morgantown. Uh, named after uh, Milan Pusker, a Morgantown resident and founder of the Milan Pharmaceutical Company, who donated $20 million to the university in 2024, getting those naming rights and in that regard. Uh, <clears throat> I think we all understand what the the 60,000 fans uh, seat uh, capacity there, but I think we all understand that the the importance of West Virginia and their home atmosphere because of uh, the wonderful, wonderful atmosphere that they have at the end of the game when when the entire stadium sings Country Roads. It's just a beautiful, beautiful experience and one that I'm hoping to experience um, in the 2024 season looking at that. Um, down the road for myself it'll be it's one of those as a stadium traveler that you put on your bucket list and you want to see there and you want to experience that Uh, looking at a coach on the rise now within the Mountaineer football program I'm going with Chad Scott who has just been promoted to offensive coordinator this season still serves as the running back coach Um, pretty pretty rapid rise for him through the ranks. He was a graduate assistant at North Carolina in 2006, served as a running backs coach at Troy from 2007 to 2009, running back coach at Texas Tech from 2010 to 2012. 2013, he was at Kentucky as the running backs coach, then was promoted in 14-15 to the run game coordinator as long as running back coach there. 16 through 18, went back to North Carolina coaching the tight ends. Uh, 2019 was at Louisville coaching the running backs and then 2019 he came to West Virginia where he has served from 2019 to 2021 as the co-offensive coordinator running backs coach 2022 2023 last season he served as a run game coordinator and running backs coach and then this year has been promoted to offensive coordinator and running backs coach he's Entering his fifth season on Neil Brown's coaching staff at West Virginia, he's been there the whole time. Coach Brown has been there and has done a tremendous job with the running backs and with the running game, which is why he deservedly earned the promotion to offensive coordinator when uh, 
Graham Harrell left to go to Purdue. So a well-deserved promotion for uh, Coach Scott. And, and he could be in line for some uh, special things in his, in his future in the coaching profession. Uh, looking at the 2023 schedule for West Virginia now, they open up at Penn State Saturday night on NBC, NBC's first primetime uh, night game featuring a Big Ten opponent. Then they get Duquesne, and then they get arch-rival Pitt coming to town, so an extremely difficult non-con with going to Penn State and hosting Pitt. Bravo to West Virginia for scheduling those. Then they open up conference play with Texas Tech. They go to TCU. They play Houston on a Thursday night, and they have Oklahoma State at UCF, BYU at Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and at Baylor. So it is a manageable conference slate uh, with with the road games being a little bit more manageable than in some cases. Uh, so interesting to look at, especially with that difficult non-conference schedule. Uh, shifting now to the position-by-position position breakdown now, looking at the offensive side first. Uh, the QP position will see a battle well into fall camp. <clears throat> Garrett Green and Nico Marcioli are the candidates. It seems that Green will lead the charge, though. He started two games last season, including their win over Oklahoma, where he threw for 138 yards but also ran for 119 yards. So a really nice dual-threat option there uh, in Garrett Green, and I, I firmly believe he will be the starting quarterback heading to Penn State Week 1 because of the things that he opens up from an offensive perspective going along with this running game, but the play-action ability and for him to get outside of the pocket. Uh, the running back room is loaded, like I've talked about already, with with talented backs. Uh, last year as a freshman, C.J. Donaldson ran for 526 yards, but more importantly, six yards per carry, eye-popping number there. Also watch uh, Jalen Anderson and Justin Johnson and like I said before, the running back room had ran for over 2,000 yards in 2022 with some other backs a part of that as well. Uh, the receiving core will need new playmakers to emerge. Uh, wide receivers Jeremiah Aaron and, Cor and Cortez Brahman return. But it's the additions of uh, true freshman Ronnie Gallagher III, EJ Horton from Marshall, Devin Carter, who was a four-year starter at NC State, big, big-time addition there, and Jay Sean Polk from Kent State at wide at the wide receiver position. And then tight end Cole Taylor from LSU are massive pickups. Like I said, Carter started for four years at NC State. Polk had some good has some good experience coming in from the MAC, and they're really excited about uh, Rodney Gallagher the third as a true freshman. So a really really interesting group moving forward. Uh, the offensive line is a quality group that returns all five starters and, and more. Uh, center Zach Frazier, then guards Brandon Yates, Thomas Rymack, and uh, Jaquan Hubbard, along with tackles Doug Nestor and Wyatt Mil Millam, all return. And again, this group helped produce over 2,000 rushing yards in 2022. Really, really quality group there that they can really lean on to do some great things offensively. Uh, hopefully do some great things offensively, I should say. Uh Shifting to the defense now, the defensive line returns quality pieces in defensive end Sean Martin and then Jared Bartlett, who plays the hybrid bandit role, kind of as a stand-up linebacker, rush end, does a little bit of everything. Uh, defensive tackles Mike Lockhart and Edward Vestatarian have some experience as well. And then the additions of uh, Tyron Bradley from Western Carolina, Tamawa Duwaye from Kentucky, 
Fatumo Molba from Penn State and Donovan Hawkins from Tennessee State provided much needed depth on that defensive line. A lot of new pieces there, but should be able to rely on uh, some key guys there. Sean Martin is a local West Virginia product, so fans love him. The linebacking core returns leading tackler Lee Kabonga, Kabongba, who had 92 tackles last year, but the rest of the group is very inexperienced, and Kabongba will be asked to do an awful lot for this unit. He, he's going to have a ton of tackles this year, but uh, he, he's going to have to do a lot, of, a lot of heavy lifting. Then uh, the secondary returns multiple pieces, but went to the portal for some much-needed help. This group really needed to be upgraded. Uh, cornerbacks Lance Dixon, Hershey McLaurin, Andrew Wilson-Lamp, and Malachi Ruffin have some experience, in, but the additions of uh, Beanie Bishop from Minnesota and Montre Miller from Kent State are massive. Both should be in line to start. Uh, safeties, uh, Marcus Floyd and Aubrey Burks, combined with uh, Anthony Wilson from Georgia Southern and Keyshawn Cobb from Buffalo, make a solid group with experience. Expect Wilson from Georgia Southern to really step in and help a ton on the back end. Uh, looking at special teams now, punter Oliver Stroh returns to handle those duties. And then kicker Michael Hayes transfers in from Georgia State and and provides stability there. He he will handle the kickoff role, and he can also punt. So he's a really, really valuable piece in the kicking game as he handled everything at Georgia State. So a big loss for them, but their loss is West Virginia's gain. Final analysis now, looking at the Mountaineers heading into the season. This is a big year for head coach Neil Brown under new AD Ren Baker. He got his support. Uh, when he was hired, but of course, uh, the in the past four years, going on year five now under Neil Brown, they just West Virginia hasn't lived up to the standards that fans and the administration have for this program. And Coach Brown is a wonderful human being, great person, um, and, but this is a difficult job. West Virginia is arguably the hardest job in the Big Twelve, and and they. Sometimes it may seem that they're backed into a corner with some of the things that they have to deal with. Um, but looking at the offense will, will feature a strong rushing attack, really, really good offensive line. But it all boils down to the defense improving if West Virginia has any shot to reach bowl eligibility. If the defense doesn't improve to the standards that they had in 2021-2022, then this is going to be a really difficult year for them because like I said before, that non-conference schedule featuring games going to Penn State, playing Pitt, they, they're, there's a very distinct possibility that they could be one and two in non-conference play uh, before they start Big 12 play. Um, but there's, of course, the possibility they could win one of those games as well if they get put everything together and do what they could, do what they would be able to do. Figuring out the quarterback situation, obviously, is going to play a huge role into this. They need to be able to pass the ball better than what they have in the past, and I think they really now have some wide receivers that they added from the portal that can really, really help. Devin Carter, being a four-year starter from a very talented program at NC State, is huge. Deshaun Polk from Kent State did some really good things, and they've added some really nice pieces to that uh, position group recently where hopefully it will improve as the Mountaineers continue to grow as a program, that there is definitely a shot for them to get to bowl eligibility, but it, it, there's also the very distinct possibility where things could go south. So 
Hope everybody enjoyed this breakdown. Uh, always love doing these. It's one of the favorite things I get to do every year. Please like, subscribe, or if you listen to the podcast, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.